Welcome to today's episode of Obsessively Outspoken. I am your host, Remington, and today I am joined by my co-host, Yellow. Today we cover a variety of topics such as the N-word and whether we should ban it or brand it. We also talk about is it fair or unfair to kick a person out of public places such as a restaurant based off their political views. And lastly, we get into why are cops being called on people of color around the country for reasons that does not quite seem valid. Well, hope you enjoy today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Northwestern had this concert with Lil Uzi Vert. He uses the N-word profusely, mm. like a ton, and there was an email sent out to students who went to this concert saying, you don't have a right to use this word, which I 100% agree with. Like, I, As a white person, I don't have any right. I haven't, until reparations are paid, until there's some sort of giving back, there's no right, but what do you say to, I don't know what to do when I hear my friends using this word in a song. I don't know what to do when it's just, it's all the time. Words don't have meaning without context, okay? Um, my wife refers to me as honey. That's accepted and okay between us. If we were walking down the street together and a strange woman referred to me as honey, <laughs> that wouldn't be acceptable. The understanding is I have some sort of relationship with my wife. Hopefully, I have no relationship with this strange woman. <laughs> when I was young and I used to go see my family uh, in, in, in Philadelphia, where my dad was from, they would all call him Billy. His name is William Paul Coates. Um, no one in Baltimore called him Billy. And had I referred to my father as Billy, that probably would have been a problem. That's because the relationship between myself and my dad is not the same as the relationship between my dad and his mother and his sisters who he grew up with, right? We, we understand that. Um, it's the same thing with words within the African-American community or within any community. Uh, my wife, with her girlfriend, will use the word bitch. I do not join in. I don't you know, say, hey, I want to... I don't do that. I don't do that. And perhaps more importantly, I don't have a desire to do it. You, you understand? You know, um, a while ago, Dan Savage was going to have this uh, show that he was going to call Hey Faggot. I'm not going to yell faggot at Dan Savage. I'm just not, that's not my relationship with the LGBT community. And, and I understand that. And I'm okay with that. I don't have a desire to, you know, uh, uh, yell out the word, you know, faggot. I just don't have that. Um, the question one must ask, if, if that's accepted and normal for groups of people, we understand that you know, it's normal, actually, for groups to use words that are derogatory in an ironic fashion. Why is there so much hand-wringing when black people do it? Um, black people are basically, you know, however you feel about it, they're not outside of the normal rules and laws for humanity. I had a, you know, a good friend who used to have this um, 
cabin in upstate New York, which he referred to as the white trash cabin. He was white. I would never refer to that cabin. I would never tell him I'm coming to your white trash cabin. <laughs> I just wouldn't do that. I, and and I, you know what I mean? I think you understand why I wouldn't do it. The question one must ask is why so many white people have difficulty extending things that are basic laws, you know, of how human beings interact to black people. And I think I know why. <laughs> um, when you're white in this country, you're taught that everything belongs to you. You think you had a right to everything. You had a right to go with you. I mean, you're conditioned this way. It's not, you know, because you, you know, your hair is a texture or your skin is light. It's the fact that the laws and the culture tell you this. You had a right to go where you want to go, do what you want to do, be however, and people just got to accommodate themselves to you. So here comes this word that, you know, you feel like you invented. <laughs> and now somebody will tell you how to use the word that you invented. You know, what, why can't I use it? Everyone else gets to use it. You know what, that's racism that I don't get to use it. You know, that's racist against me. You know, I have to inconvenience myself and, and hear this song and I can't sing along? How come I can't sing along? You know what I mean? And I think, you know, uh, uh, for white people, I think the experience of being a hip hop fan and not being able to use the word nigga is actually very, very insightful. It will give you just a little peek into the world of what it means to be black. Because, <laughs> because to be black is to walk through the world and watch people doing things that you cannot do, that you can't join in and do, you know? And so I think there's actually a lot to be learned from refraining. That was Tenahasi Coates, an American author, journalist, comic book writer, and educator. Words do not have meaning without context. I couldn't agree with him more. I have plenty of endearing nicknames for my girlfriend that solely predicated on our relationship. Why would another man think that it's okay to address my girlfriend by those same nicknames? Why? Why would you do that? Like Tenahasi said, my girlfriend has female friends and they use the term bitch in a way that would be interpreted differently if I was to jump in the conversation and use the B word. But so I just stay away from it. I don't want to be a part of it at all. I know there's a relationship there between my girlfriend and her friends that's different than the one I have with her. And if I call my girlfriend the B word, it's not going to bode well for me. It's just not. It's pure common sense. So please tell me why time and time again, we keep reading or hearing about a Caucasian person, person saying the word nigger. A top Netflix executive, Jonathan Friedland, left the company after he used the N-word in front of colleagues on more than one occasion. He apologized. A contestant on Survivor came under fire recently for repeated use of the word over the course of several years. She apologized. A woman was arrested after being caught on camera shouting racial slurs. A baffling, bizarre ride. Back to your 
A racist tirade on a Rockland County bus. This video was recorded Saturday afternoon by fellow passenger Vladimir. Tonight, he's speaking out to PIX11. Some people were scared, especially the elderly people. You. Hey. Equal. Okay? Get the out of my country. The county bus was in Orangetown, New York. Vladimir says as soon as the woman got on, she started arguing with the bus driver. Did anyone do anything to provoke her? No. Next, she lashed out at everyone else, using racial slurs for Latinos and African Americans again and again. First of all, mother in this country, we have what's called the First Amendment rights, okay, which I can say whatever the I want. When the ranting racist realized Vladimir was recording, she attacked. She tried to knock the phone out of my hand and she started choking me at one point. The bus driver called to Orangetown police. The woman was kicked off the bus and became combative. She was arrested for her disorderly conduct with the police officers. Today, investigators from the Rockland County Sheriff's Office spoke with Vladimir. More charges may be coming against the woman for what happened during that bus ride. That rowdy passenger was given a summons and released. And just a few hours later, police arrested her again for disorderly conduct in another incident. Reporting live from Rockland County, New York. I've told you time and time again, I do not mind this. I don't know her name, but lady, you don't have to apologize. Stand on your First Amendment right. Stand on it. If that's how you feel, then say it. I have a problem with people in this country who feel a certain way, think a certain way, and have a different energy when they're in your face. I don't like that. I've told you time and time again, I like my racist racist. Now, I'm sure some Caucasian listeners are saying to themselves right now, we don't all feel that way, Rem. And I'm well aware of that. I understand that there is a majority of Caucasian in this country who truly believe and fight for equality and justice for all. I get that. I do also believe there are Caucasian people who believe all lives matter, but not all lives are equally at risk. Great. Thank you and continue to be an ally. But I'm not talking about Caucasians of that ilk. I'm talking about Caucasians who have a relentless desire to use the N-word and remind me that people of color was once property and want you out of their country. That's who I'm talking about today. Please let me be clear, once again, do not apply if you if you if you if you're struggling with the word and that's not you and that's not who you are in your heart of hearts, don't say it. Don't. Don't say the word. People of color say it to other people of color because it's in context. The same way I don't use the B word when I'm addressing and talking to my girlfriend because I understand the context is not the same when she's talking to her girlfriend. I say out of it. Leave it alone. But if that's how you feel, then say what you mean and mean what you say. I like people who are honest and let me know exactly how they feel. That's important. We can make progress this way. When other people, whether they're Caucasian or people of color, say racism no longer exists, you are now hindering the progress in this country. You're not helping. So stand on your First Amendment right and don't apologize.
Let it be known. Tell me how you feel. Agree or disagree? Agree. Now, another problem I have with this issue is that Kendrick Lamar, the artist, the rap artist from Compton, was performing at the Alabama's uh, Hangout Festival in May. He invited a Caucasian fan on stage to rap along with one of his songs, and she did not censor the N-word. He took offense to that and stopped the performance. Now, I was always under the impression that hip-hop artists in particular gave their Caucasian fans a pass because we know damn well that they're not muting that word while they're in their car driving or in the privacy of their own home or when they're in the stadium at your concerts shouting and reciting the lyrics alongside you, right or wrong. Right. So why would artists continue to use a word in their lyrics that not everyone on this planet can use? I know I might get flack for this. I am saying ban the word. Not from private domain. I'm saying in public domain, books, movies, uh, songs. If, if Caucasian people are not allowed to say it in the privacy of their own homes, because this is to be real, they're not muting the word. While they're driving along singing to your lyrics, they're not muting the word. As an artist, why would I want to pen lyrics down and use words that not everyone can embrace? I want my song, I want my painting, I want my book, I want it to be used by anyone. And if they say it while they're reading my book or my lyrics, I understand that is in context. But if they can't even say that in context, I think that's, I think that's a problem. We're all listening to the chronic, doggy style. We're all rapping along. Like, what are, what are we supposed to say? Because I never hesitate to put an N-word on his back. I, I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Dude. Yes. What about the artist intent? Why are Caucasian people willing to quickly want to use that word? And um, because they're entertained by um, uh, black music, and it sort of says, you know, totally that they ignore the, the history and um, in that word, because like it has a deeper meaning, you know. And I, 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 I don't think that music it has evolved around ignorance. I mean, it's not to say I don't think that people listen to music now and um, you know try to get wisdom out of music. I don't think music is the path that you should take and say, you know what, this is where I get my my light bulb moments, and. I'm kind of two ways about that word. I would not use it. I, I, amounts, um, I would not use it at all. That's number one. So, so, know, so even when you're in the privacy of your own home with other people of color, you won't use it? No, I don't use it. Why? I, I don't. I, I'm not comfortable with that word. Even, I think it's, it's even amongst even amongst people of color. Well, I don't want to I don't want to be able to, you know, be in the wrong place. I make a mistake and use it. Okay. So I, I, I stay I stay away from using it. Because like apparently 
um, the argument is against that word. But I think it's deliberately and intentionally done by people of color to, you know, okay, I can use it, but you can't use it. But you, you know, you should know, you should know the reason why you're not, you, you can't use it. And apparently that's not important. The history is not important at all. Because, you know, I'm sure if you ask, you know, a Caucasian person about black history, they would have, they would have no clue. They would have no idea what is that about. It's more like asking them something totally foreign to them, which black history is also American history. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. 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 And, that, you, and, I, and I agree with you once again, for those Caucasians who have to say it, they just have to, it's, it's just on the tip of their tongue. They just have to say it. You're saying it because you want to. If I call my girlfriend the B word, I am doing it with purpose. I want to hurt her. I want her to understand at this very moment, this is what I think about you. So it's best for me not to say it because I'm going to regret it afterwards. And I'm not going to use a non-common sense argument that, well, your girlfriends can use it, so I should be able to call you that too. So the people um, who want to use it, stand on your First Amendment right. Say it and say it proudly so we know where you stand. Yeah, and I mean... They seem to make a great case, and I'm talking about um, Caucasian people, um, why they can't use that word. But they're not making a, the case, well, you know what? I understand why we should not use that word. It has been used as a weapon. It's been weaponized in the past. And by me using it, I'm also, you know, using it as its intended purpose. You know, and that that word, it brings up conversation. Every time you say you hear somebody says, why can't I use it? Instantly should automatically bring back the history. Okay, do you know the history behind this word? Because I think it could be a teachable moment. The history, why you should not do that, not why I um, use that word. And uh, last year or beginning of this year, um, Bill Maher, he used that word. And it was not harmful how he used it, but it, it, he had, um, Michael Eric Dyson had to teach him why he, didn't, he shouldn't use that word and be comfortable to use that word. He, he wasn't in a malicious way, but the, the, word, the, the word coming out of his mouth was bad enough and damaging enough. And people wanted to run with it and say he's a racist, which I totally disagree he's not. But that word should never be used. It should never be, it will come out of in somebody Caucasian. It will never come, it will never seem right. Even if you may try to think that you could, you know, come up and make it change the context around or make it, it's, it's never going to be received the same. Because we, you know, African Americans was going to look at you as, you know, you, you try, you, you, you're racist. And this is a racial look coming out of your mouth. So understand the history. Understand the history and, and, and respect the fact that you could never, ever use that word. And, and, that's how, you know, that's the only solution to that. But I think the, the, the generation, the new generation of millenniums, they seem to not have an interest or no, have any clue to these things. You know, if you embrace, you know, black culture, at least 
learn the full black culture, learn all about black, um, um, about black people, learn why is it, you know, certain things. You don't jump in um, on, you know, the entertainment aspect and then leave it as is. Because these are the same people that will love you when your music is, is hot and when you're popular. But when it comes to the fighting, when it comes to, um, you know, the Black Lives uh, Movement and, you know, a, a Black Lives be, um, taken out by law enforcement, where are these people? If you want to use that so-called want to use that word, at least embrace these things that these struggles that, you know, African-Americans have, you know, the struggle of, you know, having to fight to be a, you know, a full citizen as upset as the fact that you've been treated as, uh, you know, less stuff. And on that note, it has, it's so apparent that everything has been coming out right in the open. You have white people calling on um, the cops on, you know, stupid, stupid things like the lawnmower, the kids selling water. I mean, it's just frivolous. We're, when the cops- we're, we're definitely gonna get into that later. But let, 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 let's, let's stick with the N-word for now. We, we're going to get to that. For sure. Right. So, 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 you know, um, when you're doing this, you, you got to realize, you know, um, if you want to embrace something and you want to think, start fighting for, you know, what's right first, as opposed to trying to, um, you know, use something that's going to, that, that can be weaponized uh, with you. So, um, well, well, this woman on the bus, is using her voice to speak up for what she feels is right. You people do not belong in my country. Do you have papers, number one? And number two, I can say whatever I want to say to you because it's my country. And if she feels that way, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm okay with that. Stand on your First Amendment right. Let me know how you feel. What I, what I have a problem with is people who deflect from that and say, racism doesn't exist. Not all uh, Caucasian people feel that way. Okay, great, that's understood. But clearly there are some who do. And if you consider yourself to be an ally to the LGBT community, to an ally of women, to an ally of people of color, and you sit back and you don't tell your friend who acts like that, that that's wrong, then you're not really an ally to me. We have to speak up for what's right because they're speaking up for what's right. And when we're silent, that speaks in volumes as well. And people don't understand that. So let everybody have their voice. And she used the, the public bus to voice her opinion. And that's, and, and, and that's okay. Well, you know, um... At this point in time, everybody is like, have this thing where they think it's, um, they're patriotic. And they're patriotic is in the sense of, um, you know, um, make America great for white people and exclude everybody else. Because when everybody else is being insulted, the same people that, that stand up for making America great, they're not defending the people that is being um, offended, you know? So it's clearly saying that, you know, we need to have a, a wipeout of, you know, everybody else because everybody else is the problem. And that's what's making America least great, you know, because they're not thinking about, you know, making America great for everyone, you know. 
America has to be great in their enlightenment. And the, the, what gets me is the boldness of the fact that these people believe that they are privileged. When everybody, else, everybody in this country, except for the um, Native Americans, are immigrants. You know, it's so crazy how this patriotism, being patriotic, sorry, um, patriotism is to uh, offend immigrants and go against immigrants and treat immigrants horrible. This is where we, we're going with this. And we know why and how people are thinking like that. Because people who, who, who might have thought about it and kept it in the dark, we now have a commander and celebrity in chief to reinforce that it's okay and it's good to be like that. Who gives a shit about these people, other people? You know, they come from shithole countries. We don't need those people in this country. We need people from white countries to populate America. And this is what was happening. And I wanna, you know, and I wanna say to those people, don't let other people dictate, number one, how you feel and what you say out in public. Because your consequences, your repercussions are not gonna be the same as that person that you're following because they're in a different space than you are. So all these people wanna be, wanna shout out racial slurs, that's great. But when you get, when you lose your job, that person who you're following, who you feel has emboldened you, they're not gonna lose their job. So if you're okay with losing your job, becoming a meme, looking like an idiot in public, great. But understand your consequences and your repercussions are not the same as other as other people you're following. That's important to know. But if you feel that strongly about your patriotic rights and you're willing to lose your job over it and become a meme and be all over the internet looking crazy, then hey, so be it. So I don't want to use this excuse about, oh, there's a person in office, there's a leader who's this and that. Form your own opinion. Form your own thought. Follow your own heart. And if you feel that way, then great. Be ready to, 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 to receive the consequences. But understand, you might not be in that, in that space to do that. You might not be able to be a, a, afford to be a racist. You have a family. You have kids. Your livelihood is at stake. Be mindful of that. And I don't know. Maybe they're like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm going to say what I want to say. I could get a job anytime. And hey, if that's the case, great. But be very mindful. Speaking of that, uh, Bill Shine, a former Fox News co-president who just joined the Trump administration as White House communication chief, his wife, Dollar, Dollar, I believe, yeah, Dollar, has a lengthy history of defending racists. Now, I've read a lot of her tweets, tweets that have since been deleted. And I do not agree with a lot of what Dollar has said in the past. It's really out there. But I have to admit, she did say, we should stop using the N-word in songs. Take the N-word out of the music. I don't want to feel guilty for singing songs with the N-word in it. And she was particularly talking about the Jamie Foxx and Kanye song, Gold Digger. And I agree with Dollar. I agree. 
if you feel guilty, if you don't feel comfortable when you say it out loud, because once again, in your living room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom, in the privacy of your car, you are saying that word. And if you feel that saying it so many times in privacy facilitates and encourages you to say it in public, then I agree, Dollar. You and I agree. Take the word out of the song. Use another word. Use king. Use brother. You find more positive words. And, and, and let's, let, let's see what happens a year from now, five years from now, if, 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 if that doesn't have an effect. The more they say king, the more they say brother, if that might not put us in a better light. Now, I know some people are going to say, it doesn't matter what word you use. Some Caucasians are still going to look at you as you know, lesser than. Well, at least we haven't played a part in it, if that's your argument. Um, well, that also says one thing. That's called in censorship. That's, that's what that is, censorship. Hip-hop music did not start in, in an orchestra hall. It started off on the streets. It's the street music. This woman have no clue to what hip-hop is. She knows that she listened to hip-hop or, you know, pop culture music. So, you know, by saying that, you know, it, it sounds good, but then again, a lot is missed. And don't forget a lot of what hip-hop and popular music have done. They have, it have brought people together. You could go to clubs now and see whites and blacks partying together in the same club. It has brought a lot together. What, does, what has this woman done to bring everybody together except for pulling something negative and, and um, making it seem like it's something you know, prevalent or uh, important to say? You have you know, a valid point, and I agree. But don't you agree with her that the word should be censored? Um, Especially well then, when you start, I'm, 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 not, when I'm you start, not for censorship. Understand that. But what I'm saying is, if I can't give, I'm a, let's say I'm an artist, and if I artist intent, if I am not allowed to give them my fans who are Caucasian. If I can't give them license to use that word in the context, then what's the point? Well, the point is, you know, you use that word to also get through to them. You know, it's a teachable moment. You can't use that word because da 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 da. You know, it's, it's used in a context just like we, we started off with um, Sayasi. He said that it, it you, you know you hear it. But you can't use it because it's not going to be in the. It doesn't. It's not going to be in the right context. And when people say that, that is a moment of saying, "Well, listen, let's open up the conversation." Okay, we have a history that has been ignored, completely ignored, and we need to talk about it. If you want to talk about not having been privileged to use that word, we need to talk about it. And one of the things that he said was, "Sassy," he said that. You know, it gives white people a little taste of how we feel when, you know, uh, racism is, or white superiority is being portrayed on us. And, you know, we sit back and can't do nothing. That's the, it gives them a little taste of that. And I think that when that word comes up, if you want to defend why not you, you can't use it, well, then we need to have serious talk and let's get into the history. I agree. I agree. But don't you also agree with me that when you hear a word repeatedly, let's say growing up 
your mom didn't want you to use the word moist. A lot of people have issues with that word. I know it's random, so I'm just saying moist. But she used it all the time. I'm simply saying it would be much more difficult for you to stop using the word because she uses it so much. It would bode well for you if the person who doesn't want you to use the word stops saying it themselves. That's all I'm saying. Because the more you hear it and, it, and, 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 and you internalize it, the more likely you are to use it. So I agree with what it, you it, just said, but, but we also have to be realistic. If I hear a word, if I see something enough, I don't like to look at certain movies. I don't like to read certain books. I don't like to listen to certain people. I like to surround myself around positive people because negative people will say things that even though I disagree with, the more I'm around them and I hear what they have to say and I see what they're doing, I'm more likely to mimic their behavior and parrot their words. So stop saying the word. All right, let me say, let me tell you something. Right? I, 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 I would have to disagree with you, even though I, I, I feel a certain way about this. I have to disagree with you because like Jay-Z used it in this word and, and, uh, on 440 where he, and he said, four, I'm four, still four. nigger. Yeah, four, thank you, 444. When he says still nigger, he made, he, he, that song came together because of that word. He said, no matter what class, what, how much wealth, rich, or, you know, you are, you're still the same. You're still the same and you're, you're treated the same. And he used OJ as an example. You know, he said, he, he, OJ once said, I'm not black, I'm OJ. You know, and he's just, a, a, you know, agreed with him, okay. And then, you know, kept it moving until he made the, his point. Well, you'll be treated the same exact way. And, and, and that word made the song come together. That song, uh, that word, when I'm, I'm, I'm not, go, uh, all right, I, I don't mind listening to, listening to it to music, but I would not use that as part of my vocabulary. I, would, I refuse to use it as part of my vocabulary because I feel that by using that, you shed light that, you know, you're from the streets and, you know, um, we, uh, this is the way, you know, you, you talk and you don't know better. I wouldn't use it in my personal life. But in, 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 once it's, it's in any kind of art form, you know, I will let it fly if it's, in a, if it's in an art form. Because, you know, I don't look at art as, you know, my guiding light to how, how I operate in life. You know, I leave it as entertainment briefly and keep it, um, keep, keep it moving. I, I, will, I will not try to sound or seem cool, especially if I'm not I'm, I'm cool or whatever. I might be a geek. I might be whatever the case is. I believe you should just be you and not try to, you know, emulate stuff that you believe is cool. So I, in an art form, it's what it is. You know, there's plenty of art that do discriminate because don't forget like uh, a couple of years, well, it's probably about 10 years ago, there was art that uh, was uh, portrayed in the Brooklyn Museum where it had um, feces in there. And I think Jesus was, in, uh, was part of it. And you had the Christian community and, you know, upriling towards the art because they, it, it, it offended. It offended the, these religious groups. So, I mean, art sometimes could offend, but nevertheless, you know, it, it's what it is, you know, it, it's what it is. So there's art that have people, black people in chains, you know, 
you know that that's offensive. So when it, you know, but go ahead, go ahead. So when it comes so, when it comes to the word, when it comes to the N word, should we ban it or brand it? You can't ban it. You can't ban it, but use it as use it. It's, I think it's repurposed. When 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 that word comes, um, when it comes up, when people say, "Why can't I use it?" I, I explain, start a conversation. Okay, so what do you know about black culture? What do you know about black people or black history? Tell me what do you know, and then I, you will, I will be able to explain to you why you can't use it, or you will know why you can't use it. Okay. So I don't. I, huh? No, I, I, was, I was saying okay. I'm listening. So you know that's what that's my take on that. You know you cannot, you know, um, it, by abandoning that word, you also ban, you also banning the fact that you could have an open dialogue to um, people that don't understand why they can't use the word. Okay, yellow. We're we're going to agree to disagree. I say ban it, and you say pretty much brand it. But CBS just love y'all niggas. BET, yeah, they love y'all niggas. VH1, you know they love y'all niggas. Cause when y'all act like niggas, they making money off you getting richer. Twitter love y'all niggas. Facebook, of course, they love y'all niggas. The KKK just love y'all niggas. Acting like fools being you. The modern day cool. Moving along. Okay, so a few weeks ago, White House Press Second Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to leave the Red Hen restaurant in Lexington, Virginia, because of her work in the Trump administration. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Christian Nielsen, uh, Miss Nielsen was harassed by protesters while she dined at a Mexican restaurant. They shouted, if kids don't eat in peace, you don't eat in peace. Uh, White House advisor Stephen Miller got heckled and was called a fascist at a Mexican restaurant in Washington, D.C. Most recently, a 30-year-old man was arrested and charged with theft after a video went viral of him throwing a drink in a teen's face and stealing a Make America Great hat. I think this is a very, 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 very bad road we're going down. And once again, I told you the other day, this is not going to be the first few incidents. It's going to be more. And this, and right after I said that, this man found himself so emboldened to walk up to a teen. A teenager, this is a 30-year-old man, walked up to a teenager in a restaurant and threw a drink in his face and, and stole his hat. Whatever happened to two things? Communication, effective, positive, progressive communication, and common sense. Two things that people are going to hear. It's a common thread in this podcast. I'm always going to go back to communication and common sense. Two things that I feel are lost in this country today. Positive, progressive, productive communication and just sheer common sense. I don't care how you feel 
about what I say or how I feel or what I think. You don't have the right to see me in a restaurant and steal any article of clothing off of me. You don't. You, you just don't. And for the fact that it's 18, I wish I had a teenage son or daughter and someone felt that it was okay to take up a cup of Pepsi and throw it in my teenage daughter or son's face and steal an article of clothing because of their views. We gotta, we gotta get back to a place of tactfulness, professionalism, civility. We're going down a very, very wrong path. We should be able to agree, just like you and I, just we just disagreed on a topic that's very, very sensitive to people of color. You and I just agreed. When I see you in person, I have, I don't know, what the, I still love you. You're still family. We're just gonna agree to disagree and move on. We never have to talk about it again. Or when we talk about it, we could continue a progressive, productive conversation. What in the world is wrong with people? And, 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 and I get it, this administration has done some things, it's, it's horrible, and, and look what they're doing to the children, and, 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 the, and the bills that they want to pass, and the policies that are being implemented, this country is going to hell, look what they're doing. I get that, I totally understand. And a lot of things I don't agree with either. But I have, I went out with a friend last night, he is a Republican. He voted for Trump. He's a Trump supporter. While we're eating, I am not going to take his Pepsi and throw it in his face because he's a Trump supporter or he believes certain things that I don't. There is no excuse for this type of behavior and it's not going to go well over with his supporters. Now Maxine Waters is trying to put up a fight, you cannot out-Trump Trump. He is a different type of individual. This is only going to rile up his base. It's going to make him get into his element. And when he tweets something about you, you're not going to be able to get to his level. This is what he does best. You're He's not going snake. to out-Trump him. He's going to out-bully you. He's going to out-tweet you. He's going to out insult you because that's yeah. in his DNA. He, he's a snake on, on mud. Oh, uh, you, okay, you can, great. There's great. nothing closer. But that doesn't no. matter, Yellow. It does not matter. We still no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let, me, let me put this into context. He's a snake in mud. Nothing is going to go as low as a snake in mud. You, 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 you know, the, the, the snake is laying on the mud. You ain't gonna go as low as that. So this guy has, you know, you know, pretty much showed and proved that he's invincible, and he has the the people, the right people, to support that. Even the he pretty much uses uh, attacks um, liberals for the same things that his own people do, and, and even worse. Don't forget, he said that people would end up on a stretcher. This is things that he's always done. This is things that that just not normal, and now we we're normalizing this. But the fact that that we say we 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 let this guy do and uh, as he please, whatever he wants to do, 
for as far as we know it, he might be a genius, crazy man in power. But, you know, since we are so divided, uh, liberals and Republicans or conservatives or whatever you call yourself, he has he, he's been empowered by that movement. Because now the first thing he did was, you know, they, they, well, his people and, or his camp did was they have now a, 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 an ad now showing how crazy liberals are. I mean, the audacity of these people to use that against them when their people is the same words that Hillary Clinton used, deplorable. And sometimes, and I, huh? Okay, so, so do you think that the owner of the Red Hen restaurant was justified in doing what he did? Do you think that do you think that man who walked up to the teenager and threw a drink in his face, his actions are justified because of yes. the actions? And I don't want to spend too much time on Trump. We don't need to because it's too many people are already doing it, and we know the type of person he is. But do you think they're justified? Because I don't. I don't think their actions are justified. Do you think their actions no. are warranted? No, no, it's not warranted. And you, you said it perfectly. Nobody's going to out-trump Trump. That's a losing battle. You're pretty much playing right into the fight because now he's going to go up the left of you and create a fight. So um, that's not a good move. That's not a good move. And another, good, another uh, bad move, don't start apologizing. Don't want to apologize because uh, apparently, you know, the bully wins. Wait, wait, and who, by, wait. Who do you not want to apologize? Maxine Water. The step that she made, I don't want her to to um to to apologize for her move. Did, did she don't, apologize? Well, her, her you know Democrats have went against her. You know you got Schumer, and Nancy Pelosi has pretty much went against her. Well, right? this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Here she is in the forefront trying to battle the bully, and the people who are a part of her party is cowering down. I keep telling you time and time again, they're snowflakes. The people on his side will not cower down. They will not back down. They will support him in whatever it is he says or does. That's why you have to be careful trying to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him. Because the people that he's riled up and the people that he's aligned himself with are loyal. Maxine Waters, the people who you have aligned yourself with are snowflakes. They're going to run away from the fight, not join in it. So be very mindful the next time you want to go up against the big bad wolf. Because he will eat you up alive. Especially when you don't have people who are supposed to be supportive of you or not. What, what, and, and, and that that incident with that situation, I don't want to I don't want to hear her apologizing. You made a mistake, keep it moving. Do not apologize. He probably apologized because... already, which is another thing. He doesn't do. He doesn't apologize for anything. So if you're going up against someone and you're trying to, you're bringing a knife to a gunfight. Stand your ground if that's how you feel. Then don't apologize. See, this right. is. I mean, this is to me. This is a losing battle, and it's almost, and it's a non-debatable issue to me right now. Like. Owners of restaurants, protesters, let a person dine in peace. There are other ways to 
to, to, to rebel against what you think is an unjust system. Let that person at Red Hen at McDonald's at Applebee's, Old Charlie's, Chili's eat in peace. You find more productive, progressive, and smarter ways to combat injustice and inequality in this country. Because that route, that method, is poorly executed, is dumb, and it's unnecessary. Okay, moving right along. Allison Edel, also known as Permit Patty, was caught on camera confronting an eight-year-old girl selling water on a San Francisco sidewalk. She called the cops on the eight-year-old girl. 12-year-old Reggie Fields, who named his business Mr. Reggie's Lawn Cutting Service, with help from a cousin and a few of his relatives, were cutting Lucille Holt Colden's grass in Maple Heights when her neighbor dialed 911. Since then, his business has been booming. Barbecue Becky called the cops on a black family who were having a cookout in Oakland, Lake Merritt Park. We know the incident with Starbucks. Uh, we know women were called for moving well, the cops were calling on them for moving too slow on the golf course. A Yale student was taking a nap in her dorm's uh, common room when a Caucasian woman told her she was not supposed to be there and called campus security. The Caucasian woman said, and I quote, I have every right to call the police. You cannot sleep in that room. Uh, Stephanie Sebi uh, Strempel also known as Pool Patrol Paula, was caught on camera shoving a 15-year-old boy in his chest, telling him he did not belong here. She yells, get out, get out, get out now. She calls them little punks and used racial slurs before striking him in the chest and at least twice in the face. A Caucasian man in Raleigh, North Carolina, challenged a black family's use of a gated pool in a North Carolina neighborhood. He has since resigned from the Homeowners Association Board and he has also lost his job. After enumerating all these incidences, all I have to say is what the fuck? Is stupidity contagious? What is wrong with people? You're gonna call the cops on a 12 year old boy who's cutting grass? Once again, where is the communication? You know what would have happened decades ago? That person, whether they were Caucasian or a person of color, would have come out and said, hey, youngin, you know what? You kind of got on my yard a bit. This is the line. The next time, hey, do me a favor. Make sure that you, know, you cut. You don't cut on my side of the lawn. I appreciate it. And, 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 and thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate your young you know, entrepreneurial spirit. But in 2018, those days are gone. We're calling the cops on an eight-year-old girl. And, and once again, these people, Allison Edo is now known as Permit Patty. She's a meme. Pool Patrol Paula is a meme. Barbecue Becky is everywhere. She's a meme. You're out here looking crazy on the internet People are losing their jobs. People are losing friends and family members. Do you think 
that it's worth it. And let's say they weren't memes and they weren't, their jobs weren't at risk. What makes you think it's okay to call the cops on an eight-year-old girl who was selling water at a water stand? And you have people who have the audacity, to, the unmitigated audacity to say, well, those men at, 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 at Starbucks, they shouldn't have been there. They should have ordered something. Why was that little girl selling water? We don't know what was in it. You see all this fuck shit that people want to say and in and, and, and regards to calling the cops on people of color, teenagers, little children, needs to stop for several reasons. Number one, the police have real emergency situations to get to. The same police officers who you always defend when an unarmed person of color is murdered and you look at their jobs in such high regards, well, when you call them on some bullshit like this, then you're taking, taking them away from real life and death situations. And I'm going to say it once again, and you and I have talked about it, until this is looked at as a prank call and people are fined, it's just gonna be more and more. What, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I just listed eight incidences where this has happened. You think it's gonna end now? No, stupidity is contagious. This has to stop and it has to stop now. And we should be up in arms that children I don't care if they're Caucasian or they're people of, or children of color. They are out there doing positive, productive things. So if they broke into your house, you call the cops, you have a problem. If they, if they start a lawn mowing, uh, 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 a lawn mowing business and they sell water or lemonade, you have a problem. So what can they do for you not to call the police on them? You tell me. I'm asking you, Yellow, what can they do so these kids who are trying to start up a business at a young age and not get into a life of crime and start a productive, progressive, positive lifestyle, what should they do so the cops are not being called on them? I'm asking. Mama said, watch your tone. Didn't know she meant my skin. I learned that I'm a victim to my melanin Heard they wanna kill ya cause deep down they fear ya Calling you a thug cause they can't call you nigga Lick a shot, lick a store in your corner Keep you drunk cause they know if you were sober You might get out the system, turn off your television You might live in their neighborhood instead of in their prison You might escape the maze, say fuck minimum wage You might could be their boss and turn them into the slave Yeah, that's a white man's nightmare I pray you don't end up a casualty to white fear. Strange fruit hanging from a southern tree. Strange fruit riding in a city. Every time you look at the news and you see somebody getting locked up or getting, or getting arrested, it's usually somebody, a minority or uh, African-American, and they are be, seeming like they are the criminal or they're being criminalized. So it's okay and it's just for people to just have this narrative that black people are problems. They are problems. The only way 
to resolve their problem, the, that problem is to call the cops on anything minute to stop or, uh, that problem because they are always the ones being in trouble. They're always the ones that's, that, that's, that's, that's the problem. Now, these people have no filter on, well, you know, this is minute. And when you call the cops, the cops is going to, is not going to decline. Um, I'm sorry, not the word decline. De-escalate? De-escalate the situation. They're going to escalate the, the problem. And to, uh, to, in today's time, for you to call the cops on somebody, on, a, on somebody black, knowing well that what the cops are doing at this present time and getting away with it, it's obvious you couldn't care less of what goes on with black people. And it's just black people problem. It's not, it has nothing to do with you. You couldn't care less. But any little thing that you see is being criminalized. You know, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it's not the way, it's not the way to be handled. And law enforcement is not even making a, um, the decision to say, okay, we need to weed out these bad calls. We need to weed out the, these bad calls. The first thing that happens is that, okay, if nothing comes out of it, they take your name down and they, re, they write a report. They take your name down. So it's creating a paper trail for fubulous stuff. You know, just fubulous stuff that, that makes no sense. Why don't we take the name of the person writing the report and show that they, they, they have a history? They have a history of, of doing this. I agree. You know? I agree. But what I'm saying is, I'm sure if we listen to the 911 recordings of the people calling the cops, that the calls are way more threatening than the situation itself. Because if they said, uh, yes, 911 operator, uh, there is a 12 year old, looks like a 12, uh, 11 year old young man uh, mowing the lawn. And I believe he has come on my side of the property. Can you bring some officers out here? They would probably laugh and hang up the phone. But because it's a person of color and they're near their house, I think black, listen, white fear is real. White flight is real. That's something that we need to talk about. If you feel threatened to the point where you have to call the cops on a 12-year-old boy because he's mowing the lawn, that's a problem. That is born out of white fear. And I'm pretty sure the calls that are being made are made to sound more urgent and more dire than they really are. And when the cops come on the scene, they need to start finding people or, or treat it as a prank call and take that person's name down. And that's a teachable moment. Whether the cops are Caucasian or person of color or whatever nationality they are, say, ma'am, this is a 12-year-old child. He doesn't have a weapon on him. He hasn't posed a threat to you. He's out here with his relatives earning a living. Please don't call us for this bullshit again. The next time you have a problem with this young man, you approach him. But that's the thing. They don't want to approach. You talk to him. They don't want to talk. You put your hands on his shoulder and, 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 and talk to him like a civil 
human beings. They don't want to do that. Because that caller does not want that young man in their neighbor in their neighborhood. That young man is a threat. I know he doesn't have a weapon. No, he hasn't committed a crime in his in his 12 years on this earth. But there is something about him and that that lawnmower that bothers me. Well, let's talk about that. What what is it that bothers you about this young man, Miss? See, we're not getting into the shits. That's why we keep this this movie keeps replaying because we're normalizing it. I wish I was a cop that came on the scene and somebody called me on some bullshit. That's a teachable moment. That's a child, ma'am. Has he ever disrespected you? Has he verbally assaulted you? Has he caused you any bodily harm? If not, that's a child, that's a human being. And, and let me tell you, when it comes to children, when it comes to animals, when it comes to women, I, don't, I, I, have, I have zero tolerance. So when I hear stories about this, it angers me. As a, as a man, you bring it to me. If I had a child and you had an issue with my child for whatever reason, because he's gay, because he's a, a, a child of color, or, or whatever the case may be, don't take it out on my child. Don't, don't, you, call the cops on me. Call the cops on me. Don't, don't, don't call it on my child. See, this really pisses me off because where is the common sense? One, where is the communication? Two, it's all out the window. And until people with common sense stop being silent, silent and speak up on matters like this and say, that's not okay. We're always going to be in this issue. And I'm pretty sure there are people out there, no matter what their racial background is. But this, this needs to stop. Because somebody is going to get hurt, or worse off, somebody's going to get killed. So all my Caucasian brothers and sisters out there who just has an urge, please stop moving around, yellow, who has an urge, to, 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 to call the cops the next time, when you call the cops on a child or a person of color who's an adult and they're unarmed, please understand what you're doing, that you're stirring up a situation that pot potentially can turn very, very ugly very quickly. Right. Yep. Please understand yeah. that. But, but um, as and and as you can see right now, age doesn't make make, make a difference. But what, no matter what age you are, you're still viewed as a criminal. There is no sensitivity uh, towards um, kids. You know, it's just well, the you could be you could, you could be you could be t ten years old and be a criminal. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about this eight year old girl and this twelve year old boy. Have they committed a crime? Did they kill anyone? Because if that twelve year old boy had a record of killing someone, then no. And she knew about that, or he knew about that, and they called the cops. Oh, I would do the same thing. Well, well, why don't they approach them, the kids, and, and, and talk, or, or the parents, I should say, and say and say what they think is totally wrong. Well, I just they told you, communication and sheer common sense is out the door. No one is talking to yeah. each other. Yeah, but but you know, and I I, I get. 
yeah, I think people are just too coward to step up and just step with the plate and do the hard lifting of, you know, talking because the chances are it could go two ways. It could, it could not be received well and then um, they get shut down. And I think that's one of the reasons why people don't want to address the approach. Yellow, but, Yellow, if that woman had went to the, that child's parent and said, ma'am, your child, I, I appreciate the work that he's done for, for the neighbors in, in, in this community but he has kind of went over on my lawn a little bit and cut my side. I cannot see that woman, the parent of that child, being riled up and, it's, and, and things go left. There's no way. There's no way. I see that parent saying, I'm sorry, ma'am, I apologize. I'll make sure to let him know where the line is or you can put, you can create a line, so he, because the kid did not know. He did not know. He was completely and totally oblivious and was scared as shit when the cops arrived. He did not know. So you can't say that. The woman did not want to do the hard lifting as you said. It is easier to pick up the phone in the privacy of my own home and peek through the windows and call the cops rather than put clothes on, leave the house, and go across the street or wherever I need to go, or wherever she needs to go, and talk to the woman in a civilized, tactful manner. I'm telling you, that is out the door. No one is doing that. In all these scenarios that we talked about today, communication and common sense has been found nowhere in these scenarios. Okay, and that's cool. the problem. Okay, I know it's time to wrap it up. I hope all the listeners really enjoyed this episode. Look forward to doing it again. Until next time, take care. Everybody's going to Black Market Reloaded and a bunch of smaller sites, but dude, that shit is getting mad sketchy now. If you nigga, if you guys want drugs, I can get you good shit way less expensive than online. Nigga. We don't need to buy anything. We need to set up a store to sell. <laughs> nah, really, dude. What can I get you, man? I'm dead ass serious, nigga. Dead ass serious. Okay. Okay. All right, wait. Because this is ridiculous, man. Why the fuck, after all these years, you can call me N-word, and I can't say it? <laughs> Yo, look, we already went over this. I'll have to slap the shit out of you again. I don't want to do that. <laughs> See, that's not even right. I mean, like, really, you know I'm not the one, all right? This is all love here. Look, let's, let's get back. Hey, you asked me to do something for you, I'm like, what? I'm down. I don't give a fuck. Because you're my people, all right? You're my And this is where I would insert that word. It's nothing personal. You still my nigga, but I got to slap the shit out of you based on principle. Let's get oh. back to what's going no, on. No, 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 no. Wait, principle? Okay, you want to talk principle. What about Jib here, man? This dude in African-American, he's like fucking Latino, Moroccan or some shit. I don't know. Going. Technically, he shouldn't be able to say the word. Why can he okay, use it? Because I'm 14% African. 14? That doesn't... Shit, I'm probably 14%. I am 14% African. Ancestry.com. Look, we don't give a fuck. For real? Just say the damn word, okay? It doesn't matter. It's cool, right? I don't give a shit. I give a fuck. Don't say that shit. I will slap the shit out of you. No, no, no. No, you won't, because you have been outvoted by your peers. I'm George W. Bush. I don't give a fuck what the vote says. Dang. What the fuck? I don't say it. <sighs>
All right, you can say it. Thank you. And I appreciate that. I really do. I like a nigga was saying, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? No, it was reflex. Reflex. Dick. Reflex it won't happen you. again. I'm sorry. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to subscribe, share, and give a review. Your feedback is always welcome. You can also send me a voice message via Anchor as well. You can find Obsessively Outspoken on every platform where podcasts are available. If you want to reach out, you can follow me on Twitter at Remsen, R-E-M-S-I-N, and Instagram at RemsenClaire, R-E-M. S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R. Hope you had a great time. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, bye-bye.